zoom in on the Indian Ocean now for our geo-quiz. We're looking for an island nation. Its neighbors to the southwest are the Maldives, and the island we're in search of offers an interesting example of how plants change the world. Back when it was under Dutch control, there were valuable cinnamon plantations across the island. In the 19th century, the economy shifted, and the British wanted a more profitable crop, coffee. So they cleared thousands of acres of rainforest to cultivate coffee on the island. You've heard of the gold rush? Well, this was the coffee rush, really. But then out of nowhere came a blight, coffee leaf rust, a fungal disease, and entire plantations withered. What happened next, though, is a little surprising. In 1824, another plant was introduced, this one from China, and today this island is the world's fourth largest producer of this plant and the delicious brewed drink that comes from it. So name the plant, the variety, or the country. The answer is coming up. This is PRI. So I love coffee in moderation, and because it's an industrial, multi-billion dollar global business, I try and buy from the small coffee growers and the organic coffee growers. Try and do my part, know what I mean? Well, I may have to adjust my habits, thanks to a certain type of fungus. It's looking set to hit Central America, where, as you know, coffee is king. James McWilliams writes about this fungus called coffee leaf rust in the Atlantic online. And James, describe what coffee leaf rust, this fungus, looks like when it actually attacks a coffee plant. Well, it's kind of an orange-yellowish dust that accumulates under the coffee leaf, preventing the uh, bean from growing primarily because it, it suffocates the plant. It literally prevents the plant from breathing. How alarmed should we coffee drinkers be? You know, I'm not going to predict the botanical future, but Many of the people that I interviewed for the story did talk about a perfect storm kind of converging on the region. Many of them did mention the possibility of a devastating impact. And the frustrating aspect of the rust is it can be controlled effectively with a number of synthetic fungicides. And so in one sense, that poses something of a challenge of getting these fungicides to growers in Central America in a way that they can afford it and use them and apply them. You know, I should add here, I don't like the idea one bit of having to use any sort of chemical in agriculture. But the reality is if, you know, as consumers, if we want access to high quality coffee, it's unavoidable. This is a reality. We could be uh, looking at a situation in Central America that's quite dire. Is there any strategy right now? Can farmers fight back? Well, there are short-term and long-term strategies, and the long-term strategies have focused on creating varieties that can effectively evade the coffee leaf fungus. This takes a while. I mean, it can take 10 to 15 years, but it works. The country of Colombia has effectively avoided coffee leaf rust because they are planting these uh, resistant varieties. The short-term solutions, and you know, maybe a better word than solution would be treatment, but the, the, the short-term treatment unfortunately is going to have to involve the applications of uh, synthetic pesticides that have for the most part been proven to work very well. James, are you assuming that organic coffee growers are just going to have to take chemical preventive measures and give up their organic status for a few years? Well, the organic designation is hard earned. It's not something that growers are going to give up easily. And I mean, one of the things that I suggest as a possibility is, you know, down the road, uh, hopefully in the near future, maybe amending organic standards to make exceptions for these kind of circumstances. I mean, this coffee leaf rust outbreak was due to an absolutely unusual amount of rain in the last few years. And there should be loopholes, gaps in place that allow 
growers to maintain their organic designation, but perhaps with very strict regulations apply, again, quite judiciously, these fungicides that are currently off limits. You teach history at Texas State University, so you're in a pretty good position to look to the past for lessons. Uh, Coffee leaf rust hit coffee plantations on an island in the Indian Ocean back in the 19th century. Tell us that story. It originated somewhere in East Africa, and it made its way to the island of Ceylon, which is now Sri Lanka, in 1861, where there was a thriving coffee industry. And in a matter of seven years, it had wiped out the entire industry. And it was in the ashes of that industry that plantation owners there began to grow tea. And so in many ways, when we talk about Ceylon tea, we're talking about tea that grew from the ashes of coffee that had been destroyed by the coffee uh, leaf rust. Well, as good as Ceylon tea as we hope that Central America doesn't have to rely on, on that option. James McWilliams teaches history at Texas State University. He writes about the coffee leaf rust in the Atlantic online. James, thanks for your time. Thank you, Marco. Again, Sri Lanka, formerly Ceylon, is the answer to the quiz today. This is PRI.